Tiger Woods here 20. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up in 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. There's a place. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails. You'll find much like. That is, if you're not some no-good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry. And we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Perfectly timed loon. Yeah, I mean that's how they made it. That's how it actually loon. This is probably the first time I've appreciated the addition of loons because I think they go really well with Bobby McFerrin here. This is like that fiftieth time for Jim Loons. I could do some less Bobby McFerrin, more loons, but that's just me. It's really the mix that make makes it great. <laughs> <laughs> Classic duet. <laughs> When you worry, you make it double, don't worry. <laughs> it's really good. Is this like the Wizard of Oz thing? It is. Dark Side of Oz? This is the, the Dark, dark side, side of Oz. Of dark Side of Bobby McFerrin. The Loon Side of Bobby McFerrin. Uh, yeah, this is Earful of Cocktail. This is the show in which we break down cocktail for you. Uh, it is the number one podcast about uh, cocktails. <laughs> I'll uh, just keep I'll keep turning faders down until I find the loons. Got them. Ah, uh, nice. Got them. Security <laughs> to obscurity. Yep. Uh, we are the number one cocktail podcast, number one cocktails podcast. We're just, uh, we're... As we're, long as you capitalize the C, all those statements are correct. Yeah. Uh, I, are we the top Haywood Gold podcast? Um, I think he would like to think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, he doesn't have his own. That'd be easy to reach out to him. He, uh, he has no zone. <laughs> he has no zone. He has no style. He has no grace. Uh, yes, so, uh, yeah, I am Hervey Ockles. I am Alan. Hello. Twice. <laughs> of Qantas fame. Of Quant- I'm the CEO of Qantas. Yeah. Uh, and we are, uh, we are slowly working way through the movie Cocktail and letting you know, uh, wow, nice. Are you taking in all things in my beep? Oh, you don't have to worry too much. I'm closing all my windows. You should also close all your windows. That's I'm on the checklist. Ahead of you. I, you I, I have a We're few, in a pure radio environment here. I have a few here. lightweight Wikipedia things open. I've got my notes. I've got my movie. That's all I need. I unfortunately do have a bunch of, uh, audacity windows, but let's not worry about that. Let's, let's not. Uh, okay, so, um... Uh, we are going to analyze the next five minutes of the movie Cocktail. The next five minutes, the ninth five minutes. Some say the best five minutes. Uh, I say uh, the best five minutes. Some do. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but before we do that, I think we should do things like our famous theme song. Okay.
Okay. Welcome to Corrections. Welcome to Corrections. Uh, this is the part of the show where we correct things we made mistakes in the past, and I have a, I have a number of them. I've made lots of mistakes in the past. Have you I tried to slice an atomic fireball once. Uh, yeah, but that worked. Uh, my question for you is, are you coming to the table today with corrections of things in the past? Because I have three. Wow. Okay, that's a large number. One came to me almost immediately afterwards. Mm. I, I regretted it. Slice. We said Slice from the Coca-Cola company? Slice is obviously a Pepsi creation because of the competitor Sprite before Sierra Mist. I see. Slice is to Sprite as... Sierra Mist is to Sierra Sprite. Mist is to Sprite. Yes. yes. Mm. Uh, and less, it was successful for a time, so that was that was obvious. If you ask I remember me, Slice. Can you still get a slice if you want to? I think Pepsi is doing nothing with the brand, although I think they might be wearing it back. Hey, right. Google, order me a slice. Nice. Uh, okay, one big uh, mistake is last time we are playing the music, uh, Lori Johnson, Happy Go Lively, you're playing up there. And I said yeah. this was used on the Simpsons in the Land of Chocolate thing. Uh, it was not. It was used in different episodes of the Simpsons. Uh, and there was a song that sounded somewhat similar, but it was actually an original composition by Alf Clausen that they used during the Land of Chocolate sequence. Although people on the internet mistakenly say that uh, Happy Go Lively was playing during that sequence. Sure. So that just, it's a common mistake, but still, I say, mea culpa, uh, I made a mistake. Well done. We are, for the first time, we are, we are in danger of running out of time in the theme song. Finally, uh, this is a mistake you made. You said the, the Baja men are from Jamaica? Yeah. They're Bahamian. That does make sense. They're from the Bahamas because they are the Baja men. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I thought they were from Jamaica. Uh, yeah, I, I think feel the, like that video is filmed saying, in you're Jamaica. The Jama men. The Jama men. Yaman. Yaman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Well, that was that's the first time we have ever come up against the time limit of the ABC song, which is a very long song. Is that better or worse? I think it's great. We, well, we made our most. We made the most of the so, so of should, the moment. So should we uh, lower our quality controls to make more mistakes in order to have more fun during the ABC song in the that's future? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I would just yeah. yeah I mean, um, all so- we could just make all sorts of false state. Well, we don't know if they're false. We should make statements that are questionable. We should make libelous and then, statements, and then we. <laughs> Follow up next episode. Yes. Yes. With the yes. famous lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any any news is good news. Yes. I don't think Warren G. Harding was a very effective president. Was that said here? Well, I'm, well, I'm well, just well. making statements. Oh, you're we might this. be we can correct them later. I mean that's I mean if one I think Warren be, G. Harding was a great president. Oh, so you're, you are really hedging your bets here. I mean, if we want to create sure. lots of opportunities for corrections, I feel like we should just take very yeah. polarizing... Warren G. Hardy's middle name. What do you think it was? I think it was Grover. Okay, let's let's go with that. Yeah. I, I, I confirm. Let's, let's Grover with that. Let's Grover with that. I confirm. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it and get back. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm pretty sure uh, 100% confirmation of the show behind that statement. Okay, I think he was the um, 14th president. 
Sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I also think his vice president was uh, William Taft. Sounds sounds correct. I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, speaking of the Baja men mm-hmm. from uh, Jamaica, from yeah, the famous Jamaica Baja men, uh, the Jamaican the the, the lovable lads. Jamaica. The lovable lads from Jamaica. So yeah, the question for you is: I need to really, I'm gonna take psych <laughs> out. I try to kill the loons and I can't find them. Nope, nope. That's not that. That's gonna be important, actually. That's your computer. Where, where are they? Oh, found them. Got them. Who let the spoilers out? Who? You know, it's a great question. Of who let those spoilers out? You ever have this experience where you're using a computer mouse and it just kind of goes to the other side of the screen every time you try and move it? Happened a lot more when computer mice had like a big uh, a ball, ball in them. In the inside. Yeah, yeah. But imagine doing, you know, imagine you don't have one with a ball in it, but it still does that. Hmm. Yeah. So we are into spoiler alert. We are. If you like that question, who let the spoilers out? You'll love the answer. Uh, but we don't know yet. But this is a different uh, piece of content, which is the substance of the spoilers which were let out, which is not itself the answer to the question. I lost we'll you there, but tell us what happens in this movie. Uh, this is uh, this is something written up about these five minutes that will let you know what we're covering this episode. You can also watch the movie to know what happens in this episode, but who has the time for that? After parting ways... She came by to thank her for having helped out the previous day. Wow, no summary of any of the ambulance stuff? Well, it, the, we left off with having none. Flanagan instead rushes with her to help. Yeah, but what about the whole she gets loaded into an ambulance thing? It's a summary. It's not a every. I guess it's, it's not, not a very exhaustive everything. summary. Okay, all right, we're cutting right to the bar. All right. Well, ask for a refund. He can't, uh, <laughs> this is the point where we go. We, we got... We got Forty percent of the way through yeah. your summary, and we've realized a year and, you, and a half has passed. <laughs> a year and a half has passed. We yeah. realize you left this part out. We would like a refund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After parting ways, she came by to thank her, to thank her, for having helped out the previous day. She is impressed by his prowess in language and services at the bar. It is at this moment that Doug shows up. Doug? Doug. Oh, Douglas Cockle. <laughs> yes. He has two I names. Is he ever referred to as Doug? By the summary writer, yes. <laughs> I think, I don't think very often in the movie. I will. I don't uh, think ever in the movie. Well, he, okay, let's see. That's, let's, this is worth That's, checking well, out. Well, you're going to get a lot of Douglas when you, I guess you could well, Doug Space. I will. I will. I will, I, will, I will grep it and then take out Coglin. I will actually not do that. I'm just mm. going to look through the script. Just search for Doug Space. Doug Space. No. Let's what? see. Okay, your friend. Uh, what's his name? Doug. This is 51 percent through the thing. See, Doug landed. I'm. I'm. Hi, I'm Henry. I'm Doug's friend. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's Doug Coglin? Doug. Okay, so, so, it's, so it far does this happen movie, a lot. Not at all, but all later oh. in the movie. Spoiler alert for you. This I is, see. This is meta spoiler alerts. I went to DougSpace.com and it's not taken. <laughs> <laughs> Your space to hang out with Dougs. <laughs> it's like my space, yeah, but for Dougs. It is at this moment that Doug shows up. Doug then surprises Flanagan by, and that's where we leave off. 
what short summary for these five minutes you could say this is actually a content efficient five minutes not a uh, no, lot I, I think a, a lot more happens in these five minutes than the summary writers giving them credit for I mean I would say to you I think that when we get to Jamaica I think Mon. things Mon I think things slow down a bit T- get there fast and then they take and then it, they, they take, take it, it a slow. bit slow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's that's how it goes. So is that so? Um, what? Um, if we were to just sort of make a rough guess as to who let the spoilers out? I mean, I think it matters. Three, two, two one. Warren cool. G. Hard. Oh, okay. Okay. Close. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been who let the spoilers out. I'm just taking over to say much better. This is where we cut in. <laughs> this is a new segment called "This is where we cut in." This is where we cut in. I mean, I think you're you're taking a long a long time to introduce a new segment, which actually has no space. This is the weird interstitial before we get to the Doug space. The Doug space. No Doug spa- okay, no Doug yep. space. What? So, what's uh, wrong with this? I think that we need to get to the sink. We've we do need to get to the sink. 15 minutes have passed, and we've yet to actually watch it. 15 minutes passed, and you know what? I'm all shook up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can get to the sink. I know yeah. this music is not preventing us from getting there, to the is sink. There, is there, well, we waited 30 <laughs> seconds for it to actually get to the point. I mean... That's time we could have... I, I feel like you're stalling. I feel like you're conceding that there's not a lot of substance in these five minutes. You know what? I'm all We're all shook up. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not stalling at all. Great. Uh, anything else we need to cover before we get to the sink? I mean, we should talk about what we're going to do when we get to the sink. Uh, like when we actually do the sink and then make the analysis. You know what? I, uh, yes, I should. <laughs> I think you're misanticipating what's happening in this I know. song. I know. I wish. This is the prep work you could be doing. Is you know what, I'm all shook up. Nope, that wasn't it. That was it. Oh, I messed one up. I messed one up. I even, I mean, well, it was better than missing one. So the sink. <laughs> Let's get to this sink. Yeah. Yeah. Is it fair to say we're taking so long to get to the sink that it can't be anything except that something? Has, I'm, pers- is, I'm personally ready to get to the sink. It takes a lot longer between the all shook ups than you realize. That's because it's not... I mean, how long is the original All Shook Up? All Shook Up, Presley. I'm guessing it ran, like... I wouldn't be surprised. Two minutes, seven seconds, my guess. Let's see. It's also a way of me testing to see if... Two minutes, two seconds. Not so bad. Wow, that's a quick song. Well, I bless my soul, what's wrong with me? So much better. I met you like a man on a fuzzy tree. Different lyrics. You know what? Yeah. Um, I'm we're all shook up. up. I think we're gonna get off that to avoid the Elvis okay. estate. We're gonna do. We're gonna. That was fair use, obviously. No one wants to be in the Elvis estate. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna. Except millions of tourists every year. We're. That's true. That's they're. They're all. They all get their share. This is a great. This is such a great segment. It deserves two different sound beds. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not okay. gonna. We're gonna sink. We're gonna sink okay, right now. Sure. 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 And sure. and it's and it's gonna be great. So if you're so if you're at home, um, 
uh, go home. <laughs> and if you're already at home, go home. If you're not at home the yet, go home. Okay. I got it. I fixed it. I'm the answer. I'm the answer we need. Take it down. This is this is an incentive for you to see some other good duet. <laughs> I mean, you are speaking to the fact that it is very weird that people put out many discs of records in which you took classical music and just lay loons over them. And they never, they never hit upon this idea. They, well, I think it's harder to license. I mean, cocktail the movie licensed this song. I don't know why loons, <laughs> loon CDs can't do the same. I think only a few deranged weirdos ever made loon music like this. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you are not home, go home. If you are home, then you're set. Go take out your movie cocktail, split it into five-minute chunks, grab the ninth chunk, yeah, and um, load it up. Load it, loop it, lock it, set it. We're good to go. Are we good to go? I'm good to go. I'm good to go, too. Three, two, three, one. Two, one. A three, three a two, two a one. one, a play. Just in case. Let's get her up. Okay, we're good. We're all shook up. Missed that one. That defiled the, uh, the actual analysis of it. Analysis is... is Music free. It'll make you feel better. Wow, how's it sync? I don't want to throw uh, Great, great. I'm feeling really good here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's close. So, um, okay. I will just specify right here for the sake of this analysis. I actually analysis. thought I had accidentally turned on Bobby McFerrin again. Nice. And I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that it, no, it's just coming from the movie. So, my question for you is, should we name Elizabeth Shue's character, even though at this point in the movie we don't actually know her name? No, she is woman number one. Can we call her Shu? Shu? Her name is Elizabeth Shu, the actress. So this time in the movie, people are saying, Elizabeth Shu, I wonder what her name is. Yeah. I, again, I thought I had turned on the... <laughs> this is the, the downside of having Bobby McFerrin as our intro uh, bed is that now every time it happens in this loop, I'm going to be worried that I accidentally turned it on again. Well, maybe just stay away from the, from the controls and, <laughs> and that'll do the job for you. One day I will. Mm. Um, for good. Man, Metacritic score for cocktail. You know what it is? Um, let's say it's uh sixty-four. Uh, it is twelve. <laughs> that's not. That's very far away from sixty-four. Yeah, it is. Uh, I feel like a movie that we've consistently rated in the four-star range should not get a twelve. No, I mean I think it actually. It's a movie. A lot of movies you watch once and you're like, boy, that's a thinking man's movie. Mm. And then you watch it again and it, you realize it's made for like 12-year-old boys. Sure. Like every movie that Christopher Nolan made. Um, Let's just agree and move on. Okay. Whereas this is a movie that seems made for 12-year-old boys where you watch it and you realize actually it's a deep, powerful, human, subtle expression of the human experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that whatever critics wrote those twelve-star reviews were not um, properly analyzing it and not watching it enough times. I mean, I think that it is it is kind of disappointing that most uh, your newspaper reviewers they watch a movie once at a press screening mm. and then they just doodle out a little review. I think they probably should watch it. Uh, hundreds of times over the course of three years before they come to such a conclusion. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm also, okay, so, uh, speaking of people's names, yep. we, we, should probably, we should probably have more meta-analysis of what we're going to be talking about, but 
I want to talk wow, about when she makes that beer fast. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I'm just writing more notes. There's and some weird continuity issues going on. There's a lot of weird. Okay, but we'll we'll get into that later. Sorry, I'm, I just need to note this down. Yeah. Drink drinks beer fast. Um. Okay. So yeah. So we got. So this move. This this five minutes, which you could argue is itself a movie. It, I mean, I'll say this. I have a lot to say about that in a second. Okay. Okay, but let's just be very dry and bland and talk about it. Okay. Um, there's two scenes here. There's two scenes. There's ambulance. The ambulance wrap-up. Well, I mean, in the previous five minutes, they never really... I mean, they, they got... They were getting her to the ambulance. We never... I don't think in the last five minutes we saw them in the ambulance. Am I forgetting something? Uh, in the last scene... That's a good question. I don't think we saw the inside of the ambulance in the last scene. I think which it's a nice clean cut if that's the case. They thought ahead. That's I mean just look at the uh, yuppie poet. Everything was in. And let's talk about it later. Clean cut at the end of this. Oh, very clean cut at the end of this. I mean yeah. we'll see that. Yeah. Um. So so yeah so I think um that we get the ambulance scene which is which is a fun scene and then we yep great scene and then we get the um bar scene which is a lot of talking a lot of talking a lot of talking but that's okay about about four and a half minutes of it's talking. talking with plenty of like uh alcohol bottles visible in the background which means gives gives me the opportunity wow her beer's full again she her beer wow <laughs> I'm amending my note. Drinks beer fast slash slow. Yeah. Kind of like Kokomo. Um, okay. Interesting. Um, some beer should, continuity we, issues. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. So, so much. What, so, we, I saw you doing some searching there. Well, I'm trying to find information of every major player in this sequence and so on. Uh, and one thing that really troubles me is basically the ambulance attendant we see in a moment. I you have mean reason. the I gotta go, mon. I gotta go, mon. I gotta go, mon. Uh, I have no, I no, even better. I gotta hit the road, mon. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Yes, I didn't originally uh, realize that he was the ambulance driver. I I <laughs> thought <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of weird things going on here. So, okay, should we first say we are now jumping full speed ahead into scene one, the ambulance scene, and two, let's get to the mystery of let's hit the road, mon. Yes. Okay. Confirm. No, I gotta hit the road, mom. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I actually thought that was that was Flanagan's fellow bartender initially on my first viewing. I thought sure. that was Flanagan's fellow bartender telling him, "Hey, I can't hold down the bar for you anymore." So, so I'm now abandoning the bar. <laughs> yes, I've got to go. You've got to get back to the bar oh, to cover for me. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brian, I gotta hit the road, mom. Yeah, well, the fact he had, did he does he say hey Brian? He does. I think that's what threw me off because it would be we, it's weird that an ambulance driver would know who he is. It's weird <laughs> that Brian is basically taking a lot of, of the ambulance business to himself. He is one offering medicine, you know, medicine advice uh-huh. to Shu's friend, and on top of that, he is slowing down the operation by all measures. Yes. One could say there's kind of a preliminary question. introducing a lot of inefficiency. Yes. Not really helping at all, but appearing as if he is the expert. So here is the thing that I think confirms that he is the the driver. Uh, So he says, hey, Brian, I got hit the road, Mon. And he says, okay, Owen. And then later... Brian says, okay, Owen? Is that really... And then later, Brian says... They know each other on a first-name basis? And then later he says, Owen will take care of you. Small so, Island. 
It is a small. I mean, it, I think that. I guess. I mean, if it you run like a the bar, privacy ambulance I guess run by this. It, it will. No, I was assuming it's like just if you run a bar on this island, you probably interact with the local ambulance driver on occasion. Do you think he is an employee of the municipality or, or, or an employee of the resort? I believe he's an employee of the resort. I guess maybe it's the resort's ambulance. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, then I guess it makes more sense. But because also let's be let's be clear, uh, this is a fairly low level problem going on here with Shu's friend. Yeah, I mean, she's not dying or anything. She's just, you know, <laughs> drunk and, and... It appears she doesn't need to get her stomach pumped. Well, yeah, and speaking of that, so, um, right. Uh, Ipecac is mentioned. Yes, Brian, yes. Brian recommends it, right? Brian recommends it. Well, Brian says the doctor is going to give her a shot of Ipecac. Which is, right. he's not a doctor, but he's going to say gonna, what the doctor's going to do. He's pre-predicting. Yeah. I mean, he deals with a lot of drunks. Couple issues here. Um, so, well, so one, I thought it was funny. The, the shot of Ipecac thing is funny, right? Because yeah. then they think that's a drink. She says, "I don't want anything else to drink." Yes. Which, if if a bartender is telling you a shot of something, I guess reading it as a drink is whatever. But Ipecac's pretty well known. It's weird. I mean, I don't know what set of qualifications results in Brian knowing more than any of these other people about medicine. I mean, um, everyone knows what Ipecac is. I mean, everyone knows about Ipecac. So why do these two women not know what Ipecac is? I mean, I'll say this. I was taught Ipecac in sixth grade yeah. in, like, a health thing in our class. Yeah. And I thought it was actually supposed <laughs> to be... pass them around? Yeah, we all puked. <laughs> and I was under the assumption it's actually a good thing to know in case someone poisons himself. Sure. And I learned some very troubling news when I was following my favorite account on Twitter, the Earful Love account. Yes. In which uh, <laughs> someone took a screen grab of text saying that Ipecac is not good. Uh, so I did... like to speak on that. Yeah, so I looked into the Ipecac thing. So here's... Because I was like, oh, yeah, Ipecac, that's a thing. Um, so I looked it up, and I, I, too, remember, you know, hearing about Ipecac, and it's like, yeah, it's the thing that was you throw up. A couple things. So, one, it's not at all really mentioned as a thing that's used for alcohol poisoning. I mean, it's the thing, you know, for that was used for poisoning, poisoning in general, but it wasn't really like an alcohol. I don't that's know if it would have been used for alcohol Why specifically. Why is alcohol different than other toxins? I don't know, but there's also, I mean, so so Ipecac, the the successor to Ipecac, or the treatment that's recommended now, is um, activated charcoal, and acti which absorbs the poison, yeah. and activated charcoal is not effective against alcohol poisoning. Really? Yes. So that's why you pump your stomach? Yes. Have yeah. you known people getting their stomach pumped? Um, I've known of people. One person, my, uh, yeah, my freshman dorm got his stomach pumped. Sure. You know, it happens. I mean, that's what happens when that's what you feel that college is a high score list and you're supposed to drink as much as possible. So, by the way, uh, Owen's coming up in a bit. I'll play the beginning with full volume. Good. Yeah. That'll be good to have. Um, so, yeah, activated charcoal. Yeah. Is the, is the new solution. It sounds great. Have you tried it? It's fantastic at, at like, absorbing what do you do? Do you poison. Like, just swallow, swallow pills? Oh, here we go. Get her up. Okay, so it starts getting her up. The doctor will probably give her a shot of Ipecac. I don't want anything more to drink. Oh, don't worry. It's, it'll make you feel better. It'll help you throw up. I don't want to throw up. Oh, God. I think I'm going to throw up. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. She can <sighs> never make up her mind. Hey, Brian. I got to hit the road, Mom. Okay, hon. <laughs> Well, bye. It has been an adventure. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> All five oh, minutes of it. <laughs> it's the most Tom Cruise door closed. I, I think we actually um, laughed over him saying Owen will take care of you. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Owen will take care of you. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, That's None of that was, was... I didn't understand any of that listening to it. So you really do need the script to... So I, I will say this. This is what I find disappointing is if you go to IMDb... You see uh, a role for ambulance attendant, and by it's not Owen. Luther Hondraj is apparently what he said in the credits, uh, and I believe that this is in fact a pictures of <laughs> of Owen in the movie. Uh, you can see him there. Sure. Uh, yeah. So he's, that's Luther Hondraj, Hansraj, and he is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he is not credited as Owen in the movie, and that bothers me to no end. Yeah. I mean, the pe- there is someone at Touchstone whose job it was to, I guess, compile the people they paid for roles, and what is their name, and I would say this. What do you think people should do at the end of a movie? Uh, stay and watch the credits? No, I'm saying about like, when you're compiling the credits. Should, uh, like, what is their role to make sure... Like, oh, ambulance attendant or Owen? Should it be for the casual watcher or should it be for the real buff of cocktail? Oh, it should, yeah, it should definitely be the real buff because it's the people watching the credits. I think if someone is name-checked on the screen, mm-hmm. that should definitely be in the closing credits. Sure. One thing I really love is the Naked Gun series. The way they did the cred- credits was they would tell you a small quote from small characters. So instead of saying tourist, they would say, hey, they told me there was this was in the pamphlet. And I mean quotes... The brochure, and then that would be the character's name, which like that would help you understand who they're referring to. Hmm. You know? Yeah. That's a, it's a really good idea, and I think more movies should actually do that. But as far as you know, that's only done in that series. Is it? Is it? Did, and, and is it? They told me it was in the brochure, man. Is that how it's? Is it? Or, or they told me it was in the brochure, woman. Yeah, it should be a quote from the movie. No, then, I didn't. No, no, just then, no. It should be in quotes with the no man at the end. Cause oh, with no man. Well, I mean, if you know the movie, you know. By the way, no man. Uh, he was played. He was credited in the movie as tourist. It was Jerry Bam Man. <laughs> Bam Bam Man. Jerry Bam Man. Na 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 na. Bam Man. He was Uncle Frank in the Home Alone movies. So oh, I know I've seen him before. Wow. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, best uncles in, in the movie. Very avuncular. So, uh, what do we want to talk about in this first ambulance sequence? I'm not done with my Ipecac thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, please yeah. go in. So, here's the deal with Ipecac. Well, so, what is what is activated charcoal? Is activated charcoal, I think it's a, a liquid substance, because it was in a bottle when I saw a picture of it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy some, it's over the counter, so, you know, keep some, keep, keep some on hand for... This the, looks oh, ooh. I want to stick this in my hair. Yeah. Uh, you don't though. You, you want to swallow it. Well, it looks like Axe put this out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not a bad idea to just keep some activated charcoal on hand. You know, you never know if. <laughs> oh, nice. If you want to, oh God, putting it on your teeth. Okay. I mean, it basically, is like it's just a thing that reacts with everything because it's just a ton of carbon. Right? No way! This, like, this is so. I, that, those fake. are very white teeth. Post activated yeah. charcoal. Well, it reacts with everything. It absorbs everything because it's carbon. So it's just like, please, something, bind to me, something. Yeah. Um, and then stuff does, and that's uh, the end of story. So, anyway, is this so, a good way to get, like static electricity going on? Um, no. It seems like it would be because we just suck all the electrons into it, right? Oh yes. Okay, so no, and then it becomes yes. Well, we'll, we'll find out next episode. Yeah. Um. So Ipecac. So, so here's. So okay. So yeah. So activated charcoal is the new thing, and here's why. Um. Also, I was. I thought it was interesting. The ambulance doesn't have any Ipecac. It would, like would have been a pretty common. 
I mean, I think that there's have, like if someone's really injured, you call the real ambulance. Yeah. And I think this is like the this is for whiny tourists. Yeah. Yes. And then you need to get them somewhere. I mean, I think it was real ambulance. One shoe would not be allowed in the back. Two, Brian Flanagan would not be just rambling to them for a long while. <laughs> and I think Owen was apparently just chilling somewhere off for a while as this whole thing was wrapping up. Sure. I think no one was really treating this seriously. No. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, uh, Ipecac syrup is no longer recommended for routine management of outpatient ingestions of medications or other chemicals. Is it recommended for other reasons? Um, no, it's not recommended. In fact, I'll get to this. I'll get to that. Uh, it was replaced by activated charcoal and whole bowel irrigation. Hmm. Sounds pleasant. Ipecac <laughs> um, has been found to have minimal health benefits and ultimately ineffective at purging the body of poisonous substances. Um, Humco and Paddock Laboratories, the only two remaining manufacturers, both stopped production of Ipecac syrup in 2010. Hmm. So you can't even buy... A, 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 like You can buy legacy Ipecac. I, I wonder what it goes for on eBay. Um, but you you cannot buy Ipecac. I mean, or maybe you can buy what's left in the stock because I guess they made they probably made a lot of it back then. But um, yeah, but since 2010, no new Ipecac has been created. I mean, you could grow your own Carapicha Ipecacuana. Yes, it's it is sourced from a plant. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, known from the Tupi word for roadside sick making plant. Mm. So if you want to know where Ipecac comes <laughs> from, go to Tupi. An ancient remedy, the roadside sick-making plant. <laughs> <laughs> Very handy. Um, oh, from Brazil, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they love uh, sick-making down there. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's the Ipecac story. It, interesting, just like, I mean, something that you used to take for granted is now just doesn't exist. It is. I mean, we're, we're living in a new world. I'm not comfortable with it. I think that we need to kind of go back to old traditional ways. Back in the, the day, old back then we had the roadside sick making plant. We had and we loved it. We used to have Jobs. We used to have Bob Hope. We used to have Johnny Cash. And now we don't even have Ipecac. Now we got no then, <laughs> no Jobs. No Steve no Jobs. No Cash. No Johnny Cash. No no Ipecac. Hope. Yeah. And no Ipecac. And I mean, and the kids these days, they're just wolfing down Tide Pods. What's up with that? I know. T Tide Pods are today's Ipecac. We, so earlier today, uh, yeah. we and uh, two other associates played played the old uh, horse hide. We threw in a baseball today at a mm -hmm. high school. So was, there's teens there. They were just wolf and Tide Pods by the by the handful. It was weird. I know it's it's it really and we offered the Ipecac. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we said this is much better. You want to vomit? There's, yeah, yeah. I just don't know about these kids these days. What is so comet? It makes you vomit. It makes you vomit. Yeah. yeah. What? How does comet fit into all this? I think it's just saying if you drink household cleansers that you shouldn't, you will vomit. And comet was useful not because it's extremely likely to make you vomit, as mm. much as it rhymes well with that with I the rest see. of the song. So if it was ipecac, it makes you vomit. Get some ipecac and vomit today. Does that work? Probably not. Uh, mm. I mean, I wonder, yeah, Colonel Bogey's March, that's the original song from Bridge River Choir, 1958. Yeah. Oh, it's actually, okay, so it was not original music. That actually dates back a full 40 years before that. Composed in 1914. <laughs> 
My big question for you. Just wandering My question for for original researchers out there is Colonel Bogey March into Comet, was that done only after Bridge Member Kwai? I would assume so. It was apparently was in nineteen fourteen and had some fame. Well, before that, well, let's see. Let's wait for people to text in answers to that while we fail to do original research. So, okay, more about the original part of this movie. Anything else we want to talk about about uh, about Ipecac before we actually get into the, uh, the the rest of the first sequence? <laughs> what is going on here? I've, I have a I have a portion of your saliva on my glasses. <laughs> we are in a splash zone. I warned you. If you want to get in the splash zone, I offer ponchos. <laughs> I'm wiping it off. Nice. I'm, my glasses are clean once again. Great. Okay. So I will notice. That, so just to be clear, in this ambulance scene, because people listening by uh, the mixture of spoiler alert and the show cannot see the race, so we have to explain it to them. Ryan Flanagan is white. Shoe is wife. Shoe's mm. Shoe's friend is white. Mm. Owen is dark skinned. Mm. Uh, Jamaican man. Jamaican man. And Owen, I believe he also has a associate also co-driving the ambulance. Yes. You can see he has uh, dark skin. Yep. And then uh, there's a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> and this is an amazing shot. It's a bunch of mostly dark-skinned kids in the background. And then suddenly Brian Flanagan takes them out of focus by sticking his head in <laughs> as they go out of focus. It is weirdly explicitly, for the first time, kind of any shot where you see the native... Inhabitants of this of this area, and they're immediately made irrelevant and shown up by by Tom Cruise. I mean, I feel that has to be intentional and ironic to some degree because it's a weird thing to create. Why would you film that if you don't think it's funny and ironic to do? Do you see any other real purpose, narratively, stylistically, for someone to have put that together? No, it, it's odd. I mean, the whole like let's cast some people, some onlookers. And by the way, let's make them dark-skinned kids. For the you know, the first, first time, time we ever see locals. Yes, in theory. And everyone else incredibly white. I mean, some of these people have tans. I mean, I mean, the other bartender is black. Every uh, service worker except Tom Cruise is black. Yes, that is odd. That is odd. I mean, I would say odd. You you could say it's it's intentional, and I think it is. I think it's funny. Tom Cruise is pretty tan. Yes, he's he's an honorary black man. <laughs> Tom Cruise, may he rest in peace. Yeah, actor, renaissance renaissance man, man. jack of all trades, jack of all trades, honorary black man, triple threat, <laughs> triple threat. Okay, so uh, more things about this. Uh, just in general, should she have ever gone? to the hospital I mean or could she, she seems to be doing fine she's talking she's talking she's up she she feels like she has to vomit but she doesn't actually vomit yeah and I mean, she was drinking champagne I don't I mean it's it's given like the carbonation champagne I think it might actually be physically impossible to drink too much champagne there are like I believe it would fill your stomach before you, the alcohol became a problem yeah, there are two things going on here one is alcohol poisoning one is just having too much carbon dioxide in the old stomach I think that's more it's yes <laughs> Right. She's Have just, you she's... ever suffered from that? Um, no. 
I, uh, back in high school, they used to, uh, I don't know if they still have it. It was like the Mountain Dew 20-ouncer, but they made a smaller version, which is like a small javelin, like a real rocket. Sure. And I was challenged to drink that as fast as I could. Ah. And I downed it in like eight seconds. Hmm. And then it was great. Flat? Fl- no, very good. Oh, it was actually carbon. Okay, yeah, sorry. It was eight seconds. And then afterwards, like for the next two classes, I felt like I was going to die. So don't and you did, and I did, and now I'm a ghost who lets you know more about cocktail. No spooky, one. spooky. <laughs> one thing I want to point out later when this happens, it's so good. Um, okay, one other question is: What an adventure! The actual line from Mr. Uh, Brian Flanagan is: "Well, goodbye. It has been an adventure." It's yeah. It, this is ridiculous. Let's, reca- I mean, they, let's recount the adventure. Yeah, the adventure was: uh, she comes to the bar. She comes to the bar. She says, "My friend's passed out. Needs help." He goes to he her. He vaults over the bar. Goes and goes and quote unquote helps. He says a few uh, ostensibly witty things. Yep. He gets them to go call the doctor. The ambulance, yeah, whatever. Get an ambulance. Get an ambulance, and then he hangs out for. I, I mean, it's an ambulance, so I assume it's worth it came noting, within he says, like. Go to the condo office and call an ambulance, which makes sense. They would first call their private thing because yeah. that means private profit for them, because they can say instead of getting a public service with the ambulance, we will bring our ambulance there and then add, you know, three hundred bucks to your tab. I think it's more a service the resort provides, but sure. I think they have every reason to charge more for it. Okay. Um, yeah, and then he picks her up, puts her in the ambulance, they drive off. It's not an adventure. I would. I mean, it's what an adventure it's been. <laughs> what a long, crazy road. It's the it's most. It's the most Tom Cruise thing to say. <laughs> it's so. It's. I mean, in in some words, it is. It serves the purpose of a meet cute, but it's not really that cute, that strange, that incredible. Yeah. It just kind of happens quickly. It's barely noticeable. It just moves on. It's it it just disappears so soon that you stop caring that it's not really interesting. Yeah. And you take his word for it. It's an adventure. And you're like, oh, sure, it's an adventure. They're they're best friends now. They are best friends. Um, and I think that's basically all I have to say about the ambulance scene. Okay. Good. Let's let's put a put a wrap on that scene. Here's the thing about it. I think the scene never really ends. The ambulance scene? The ambulance scene, you see the music for Don't Worry, Be Happy start to swell. Sure. And you get the eerie notion, and this is the way I felt the first time I watched this and many, many times since, that time never passes. Just immediately she is on the beach and walking. No, but she when she comes up to the bar... No, no, it's later. It is, it is literally later, but it feels as though time is flowing into each other, the past and the present are just like one long, continuous, weird dream. Well, Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, I mean, that is kind of what... It, I think it's a reverse de- dream sequence. <laughs> so let's just let's just hear how... Ambulance door is about to close. One last final wink. <laughs> one and one eyebrow cock. See, and the hits on... I know. I mean, I will say this. It looks as if she's just... And she's wearing the same thing. It is weirdly timeless. It yeah. is 
and, and this reminds me of nothing else so much as the uh, Joseph Cornell short film Rose Hobart. Oh, so, yeah, I got that too. Exactly. I mean, so Rose Hobart, just to explain this. You don't have to explain because I'm very familiar with it. Well, I mean, to explain for some listeners who are not familiar with Rose Hobart. Yeah, it, please do. Yeah. Uh, I want to say 1936, uh, the film from 1936. Yeah, it was, yes. it was 1936. Yes, and Joseph Cornell, he took a, a movie called East of Borneo. Yeah. So it's this movie in which people are on this tropical aisle. And they're kind of, and and he himself was kind of a he was kind of a weirdo. Mm. He was an artist and also a weirdo. He was obsessed with the actress in the movie, so he took a a, a version of the movie and cut it up into a collage, mm. mostly of her because he's obsessed with her. But it also, and then he set it to just uh, you know, different uh, uh, you know uh, music from Argentina, I believe. Mm. And it gives you the weird impression there's people just walking onto screen, walking onto screen, and it's just like this weird, continuous, meaningless effect for 20 minutes of people just kind of wandering around this island locale where nothing seems to happen, where occasionally you see some unrelated things like a reflection in a pool mm. in the in the moon, and it it is it is a perfect dream sequence uh, as opposed to the reverse dream sequence. A perfect uh, it was shown to Salvador Dali, and Salvador Dali was livid, and he says, "You've stolen my dreams," because it was his idea first to do this in a dream, but. Joseph Cornell beat him to the punch and cut up a movie instead. It's, it's a shame you can't copyright dreams. <laughs> They're working on it. Yeah, one of these days. And I would say this entire sequence feels as though there is no plot, no story. It is just weird people wandering, walking in stage left, walking in stage right in this weird island locale. And it gives and you a... Yeah, and, and, and what is the message? Don't worry. You be know, happy. Be happy. Just and not not just also, I mean, you see the beer she's drinking fill up and empty and <laughs> fill up and empty. Yeah, I think the continuity, constantly. the continuity errors I do not think should be attributed to bad filmmaking. I think they should be attributed to the intentional creation of an unnerving effect. This happened, uh, in, in actually, weirdly, and this is something almost no one picked up on. Like originally, and I think it's incredible anyone ever did, uh, David Lynch made a new series of Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. It's basically an 18-hour film. One episode ends with people going to the Double R Diner and asking a question, and then they cut back to the diner. No one really knows. It's a weird question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when they cut back, everyone is now sitting in a different seat in the bar. In the, in the cool. diner, and That's it was cool. done only to basically unnerve people on all, on a fairly subliminal level. Mm. It's happening, and I would say I would not put it past it, other than the fact that I don't think Roger Donaldson is really a top tier director who thinks about this. But it feels that way, and I'll give him credit. Uh, assume good faith. I think that he is intentionally creating a lot of weird continuity stuff. So why don't you talk about continuity? Um, con- I mean, I I only noticed that one. I didn't even notice it until we were watching it here. So. Oh, funny. Yeah, were there other continuity errors? There's one weird thing that happens, which is when Shu walks up to the bar. Yep. You uh, mean when woman number one? Well, no, the people watching the movie would already know Elizabeth would know Shue. Elizabeth, everyone knows Elizabeth Shu. Yeah. When Shoe dog. Shoe dog. When she walks up to the bar, uh, her the seat she takes is first uh, occupied by a woman with a ponytail, mm-hmm. and she is served a pina colada. Mm-hmm. What happens next is weird, is that she vacates that seat 
and then moves over, and this is basically six o'clock on a, on a, on a clock. Mm-hmm. She moves over to about eleven, and then mm-hmm. occupies that seat and drinks a pina colada next to a few other characters. That could happen. People it's, move seats sometimes. It's weird to understand the motivation and why she was either already sitting there and then decides to get better service by walking to six o'clock, mm-hmm. and then go back to her original seat because it's a circular bar which should deliver you good service no matter where you are. That or she, you know, just went to the first place in the bar and says, let's move, mm-hmm. whereas Elizabeth Shue sees it and says, this is where I sit. Yeah, I it's, think I think that's that's more likely. Uh, second thing that's weird mm-hmm. is you see a weird blue-shirted man in the background. Always. I, have you been following the background characters here? I mean, I, vaguely. I, I did not pay close attention to them. <laughs> I will say some of these people, uh, they show up on uh, IMDb as tourists. I yeah. think this is one of them in the background. Looks like it. Yeah. Some people have have, uh, have uh, headshots, so it makes it great. So do you hear about the other fun characters that Tom Cruise interacts with at the bar? Um, I mean, I hear I, I recorded the drinks that he makes. As, um, he, as he passes past five, mm-hmm. he says, He's Mark... Like, I haven't forgotten about you. Yes, and then and then Mark says it's all right. This is no problem. Yeah. See, there goes the ponytail lady. She she got her drink and left. Yeah, but then watch her in the background. I know she comes back. That's fine. Why did she? Because she was going to be with her friends. Okay, so let's see let's see when she comes back. Welcome to my most humble. Wait. There she is. Yeah, that's fine. Why is she sitting there now? Because she's going to hang out with that guy. So do you think that she was? She got a drink at six o'clock. Yeah. And then she said, "Look at that blue shirt man." Yeah, I'm gonna go talk to him. I mean, maybe she knows him. I don't know, but that's possible. I don't understand why she didn't get her drink served while she continues to occupy the seat at eleven o'clock. I well, I think she, well, she was dealing with the bartender at her other location and so she was going to get her drink there and then move but why did she why did she why did she walk to six to get her pina club i don't see any reason why she shouldn't been served well, where she was shoes got to sit there yes i mean i think it was made it was i mean to say maybe we didn't see the part where shoe like gave her you know <laughs> gave her the evil eyeball. I mean, I would say that she only moved because it needed to have a dynamic action. So when they filmed the yes. scene, they said, please, you walk get it. Walk around. And then walk around, the yeah. sit around. Yep. Also, it's kind of weird walk that... Walk around, sit around, 12 o'clock, rock. Walk around, sit <laughs> So Blue Shirt Man, yeah. a lot of story happening with him. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, Blue Shirt Man. Blue Shirt Man is the guy that she's talking to? Kind of. She's mostly talking to an off-screen friend, and Blue Shirt Man is repeatedly talking to her shoulder, seemingly yeah. unwelcomely. Yeah. Well, that's what he does. And uh, and she sometimes looks back. I can't tell. Check out the temperature of how they feel. Here's a question for you. Now watch Blue Shirt Man in the background. Mm-hmm. It's going to come up in a second. <laughs> Straighten the camera. <laughs> Interesting. This... I feel like Blue Shirt Man is not a good extra. <laughs> and he does what you're not supposed to do as an extra, which is look in the camera. He looks in the camera. And then knows he shouldn't have. Looks down. <laughs> and looks then overcompensates the by looking everywhere else. But then <laughs> yeah. looks back in the camera. He looks in the camera twice. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, he is actually, he does speak, though. Uh, he goes to the back and he says, hey, guys, how you doing? This is Bonnie Flanagan. Hey, guys, how you doing? And Blue Shirt Man says, I'll have the same, Brian. <laughs> it's a good response. And here's continuity error number two is he is then served the drink that Brian makes in the front, mm. this yellow drink in a large glass, 
Which one is when he says, I'll have the same. What does that mean? I thought it meant at first, I'll have the same as she's having, which is a beer. No, I it think it means mean, I'll have the same I just had. Whatever I just had, I'll have another. Which he does not get, because the glass he has does not does not match the glass he has in front of him. Very, very tricky. It goes deeper. It goes, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the kind of New Year's I'm seeing. Yeah, okay. Oh, also, third kind of New Year is I believe that we see the background... Uh, a mixture of things shot in location with weird projection shots, which are meant. Oh yeah, you think you think some of that's yeah that does look kind of like projection. Yeah, yep. I would say only when Coglin shows up later is when we see the weird projection shots. It's interesting. I mean, like, why would they if they shot some of it on location? Why not shoot all of it on location? I think it might have been fixed after the fact because they didn't like the way it was going and they uh, reshot the sequence. I guess that's a lot of extras in the background too. Well, I think originally, if you watch the original scenes with Shu, mm. I think that's the real background. And then when Coglin sits next to her, we see the fake background. I think they did reshoots. Wow. They're pulling the wool over our eyes here. Yeah. What else are they hiding? Not anymore. I've had my miracle. Blue Shirt Man oh, is... Un- yeah. uh, is Sorry, go ahead. What's this? Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying the ending... It's great. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. Well, well, that was that was a deep dive into continuity errors in this yes, sequence. Yeah, I'm sure there's a million more if we really watch this. I would love literally to take this a sequence. I love to watch the sequence and actually break it down, watch it at like one eightieth the speed. Yeah, and talk about all the goofs. And talk about all the goofs. I think it'd be great. We have a, a side project, <laughs> which is just the goofs about this. Would it be worth? You could probably write a a machine learning system. That tried to identify states of things in movie scenes. I mean, that's a hard problem. And track them from, you know, shot to shot. Yes, I think that is an achievable thing in AI. Yeah. Probably not now, but soon. And basically tell you when there's a continuity error. <laughs> I mean, I would... That sounds like a very worthwhile thing. Yeah. And then you also have CGI bots to fix them. <laughs> yes, and then you make movies automatically. Do, do you think extras are worried that extras can be replaced by CGI bots? No. I think they are. I do, well, they already are replaced by CGI stuff. But do you but think the extras union are going to step up to that? I don't think there is an extras union. I don't know. I think they're going to be worried. I think that's why they're extras. Uh, so, uh, no, I would be great. I think, I wonder if anyone's done this, of like a, you know, a machine learning or neural net system that tries, that just takes a bunch of footage. Yeah. And then edits it into a movie. <laughs> I, I think you will probably do that. <laughs> so, okay, the background of Shu right now, that is real footage. I believe she's That's actually definitely, that, that bikini's very real. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that they refilmed this in two different sets. That's which interesting. Which I believe there's continuity errors. I didn't really check that. As a result the of that. The people behind her, I think, probably changed. Yeah. Because I think they were shot this at a different time and different people showing up. This isn't that interesting compared to the, what we're going to talk about in the second hour, which is yeah. much more interesting. Drinks. Uh, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. really? Sure. Uh, okay. What What are you going to talk about now? Drinks. Well, let's let's talk drinks. Okay. So I recorded two th- dimensions here. One, I recorded all of the uh, drink ingredients that I could spot in Brian's bar. Two is I recorded each of the four drinks that I see him make, um, and the ingredients I could figure out. But I it was hard for some of them. Sure. So, um, and then third, third, I um wrote down Boozus New Yorkus um, along with the line Flanagan's jokes are not good I mean that's I think let's divorce that talk from drinks sure, sure. And let's talk about the first they two they do things. go hand in hand in that he is making drinks while cracking wise 
and the the that's what the movie's all about. Yes. Let's be clear. That is, the movie is all about making drinks and cracking wise. Obvious rear projection. Very obvious. Yeah. Hmm. Is this sink? Is it, yeah? How's good is the sink right now? Incredible. I think our sink is departed. I mean, it is. It, we're watching the departed. Yeah. Hey bartender, you know how to make a red Okay, I I fixed it. <laughs> he looks on camera for so long in such a weird way. I love that shot. Uh, uh, I also love Coglin's entrance. It's everything. Okay, <laughs> let's so talk. Good. To, there's so much to talk about here. Let's start with you talking about drinks. Okay, here's so, let's so talk part, drinks. Part A is the two. What was the first part again? Uh, I have so I have two parts to my drink talk. One is the the drink ingredients that I could spot in Brian's bar. Okay, sure. And then second is the drinks in sequence, the four drinks that I see him make. So you pulled a Casino Royale. I pulled 100% a Casino Royale. Okay. Do you have yes. a nice screen grab of this? I I posted the screen grab to Twitter. Oh wow! Congrats. That was that image I posted on the Earful of account mm. is has a nice shot of the bar you can see in the back. Wonderful. Of it. Okay, let's talk about what you see here. Okay. First, just very clearly, which is not a surprise, Jim Beam. I mean, Jim Beam is everywhere fam in this fam movie. Famous drink. Famous drink. Got Jim Beam. Got J&B Scotch, which is also actually in um, Quantum of Solace, James Bond uh, bar. I would say J&B Scotch, I think, was much bigger in the 80s, especially in the yuppie scene. If you read American Psycho, said in the 80s, that is his scotch of choice, which is weird because it's not a very high-end scotch. Not a well-regarded scotch, Whereas no. Whereas everything else in, in that whole uh, milieu is incredibly ritzy. Mm -hmm. J.B. Scotch, he's not going for single malts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. In milieu being that you're talking about the Quantum of Solace bar? I'm talking about uh, American Psycho. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Quantum of Solace bar also has, like... Well, actually, no, it doesn't really have... The spirits in the Quantum of Solace bar are weird. I mean, yes, it's on an airplane, but it, it's in first class. It's, you know, there's like... Well, you know, duty-free shops. Jose Cuervo gold. Everybody paid the movie studio to put him in. I think that was true for... Uh, for, for well, it's, they were furnished by Diageo or whatever. You know, they have a deal with Diageo or something. I'm, what do you think the amount of, uh, of uh, product placement was in this movie? Um, you mean like percentage of scenes with a product placement in them? Or, how, yeah, how much happened in general? Oh, um, I mean, I would say like like maybe maybe five. I would. My first guess is there was no product placement in this movie. Oh, that's my. We'll, first. we'll find out in the credits. I mean, I think that famously, E.T. was the first use of product placement for Reese's Pieces, pieces, and that was wow. 1982. So this is only six years later. This is basically the the Bronze Age of. When it, it's amazing that product placement started so effectively. Well, I mean, that's why it hit with a bang. I guess so. Okay. So, uh, Jim Beam, Jamie Scotch, Martini Vermouth, both dry and sweet. Yes, it was. Uh, more Jim Beam. <laughs> there's actually Jim really? Beam on multiple layers. It's on. There's a Jim Beam on the on the first layer of his bar. There's a Jim Beam on the second, like the shelf, second shelf. Did so, you, did you try Beam. to look at this blurry shot of the bar? Don't be pausing. This is this is a separate window. Oh, okay, good, good. See, look at this. This is obviously, I think, schnapps, green um, schnapps. Hard to see the brand. Yeah, some sort of green substance. Yeah. I only I only wrote things down where I could actually figure out the brand. Sure. Um, we have Bacardi rum, a sort of an amber rum. So like maybe like a like not a not a dark Jamaican um, and not a white rum. So something in the middle. Hmm. We've got um, uh, Campari. Not a surprise there. We've got yeah. roses lime, nice. right out there in front. Classic. And then we have a ton of aperitifs. 
just like a lot of them that I can't recognize, but just like a lot of things that look like aperitifs that I would assume are, and just there's a lot of them and they're you know not recognizable. But um, how do you know they're aperitifs if you can't recognize them? They just look. I mean, the styling of them and the color of them. They just look like aperitifs. I mean, I think so. you need to call them. And generally, when you're looking, when you have like liquor that looks fancy but that you can't recognize, it's generally an aperitif. Sounds good. Uh, here's here's my takeaway, though. That, those are the things I could recognize. Here's my takeaway looking across all of this. These are not tropical drink ingredients. Everything's a tropical drink ingredient if you do it right. I mean, I, mean, I guess that's true, but these I would say this bar seems primarily stocked for more like kind of, I would say, like a traditional, you know, New York-style bartending. Okay, so here's a few questions. Sure. Was this possibly a way to save money in the props department of the movie? To reuse <laughs> their bottles from the other bars? Yeah, I think that's quite possible. Is there ways to, to actually ascertain this through the props? Just notice like some small smudge on the label and see it reappear later. Maybe once we get the 4K Blu-ray. But oh, right now... we can dream. Yeah, we can dream. We can cocktail and dream. So those are those are the ingredients. Yes. You want to know the drinks? Are you live tweeting? What's happening here? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. That's what? why I'm, I've been kind of distant. Yeah. By the way, this is uh, Earful of Cocktail here in KCSU Stanford. This has been a, so, a great episode so far in which we pick apart the ninth five minutes of the movie Cocktail, 1988. What, what are we What are we live tweeting? Uh, it's going to come over in a second. Okay. Well, I'll um, keep an eye out. Okay. Uh, now we have four drinks that he makes. Are you ready to go through them? Uh, yes, please. First drink he makes contains ice, a lot of ice, whole glass full of ice, white rum, a lot of white rum. Sure. Something that turns it yellow. It's done off screen, so I can't really tell. Well, okay, this is the first drink he makes, but let's say one more thing. Yeah. Ponytail, ponytail woman got a pina colada. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't. he doesn't make that on screen, so I didn't count that. So my tweet has been tweeted. I don't think it shows up there because... Well, that's where I look, is there. Well, why don't you look on your on your? I computer. should look elsewhere? Look on the internet. I'll look elsewhere. Twitter.com slash earful of. That's the Twitter account you should sure. be going to. And uh, all sorts of... Tw- okay, move over. <laughs> uh, we have Blue Shirt Man, very large on our Twitter. So if, if you're watching this right now and you see Blue Shirt Man, just go there. It's great. I think that's a good screen grab. That's uh, hashtag one perfect shot. <laughs> That's a mistake. It's, you did. You really <laughs> should have added. Although it, you don't have the full shot there, so I feel like that doesn't really. That's count. true. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very so, true. So okay. Pina colada one. Pina colada, but that he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't make that on screen. For all he know, for all we know, the other bartender made it, and he just the, hands it to her. The pina colada is apocrypha. The pina colada is is questionable. It's okay. A, Second or first drink he makes ice white rum, something that turns it yellow, and then he garnishes it with a pineapple and maraschino cherry. Sounds sounds good. Yep. So this I, is, it's this like is made a, to Blue Shirt Man. <laughs> this is made for Blue Shirt Man. Yeah. It's like a pineapple rum drink or something. You know, rum and pineapple. I mean, that's a drink. Rum and pineapple juice. But do you, so do you think? I'd say cocktail two. I think should be about brochure man and Blue Shirt Man. Oh yeah. I mean, I think they're a real dream, dream team. Double B man. Yeah. Okay. Second drink he makes is beer. Yes. Which takes forever to pour. <laughs> he sets the glass okay, out in front t- of shoe. Next time we get around, yes. <laughs> let's time it. He well, it, actually no. He's he sets. No, he doesn't set the glass out. He takes the bottle out. He pops the top on the bottle and throws the cap away. And then uh, apparently leaves it in front of shoe for 
multiple minutes <laughs> before later coming back and, and pouring it into a glass. I mean, is that a way of saying, please serve yourself, and then she refuses to. And, he's like, <laughs> and then he gives okay. up and gives her a glass. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as though she's of aristocratic origins and doesn't ever pour her own beer. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that is odd. I want to see the way that's interpreted. In general, how do you think? How do you think we're supposed to interpret the way that she orders beer, and he seems? He's to... very excited about the fact she wants beer. I say in a lot, in the same way that this is being uh, expressed throughout. I think he is deeply hurt and is pretending to be enthused by it. Oh, interesting. Because my kind of girl, she goes to a place in which. Having big, labor-intensive cocktails. Here we cocktails. go. Here it is. Well, thank you. My worthless, useless. Oh no, this is all just the. Um, but let's let's I time it. To, uh, come by and thank you for helping out yesterday. He's now pouring the Blue Man shirt drink. Blue Man she, group. Uh, has a hangover. Can <laughs> <laughs> I buy a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps. I'll have a beer. <gasps> Wait. Kind of woman. Oh, that didn't go to the blue shirt. No, it didn't. It went to the right. Oh, because first he checks. So it seems one. like happy hour all day around here. Yes, happy Takes hour. the cap off. A great American invention for spending quality time with spouse. Oh, Soused. no, he's pouring it. <laughs> A bartender with a mind. I guess he pours just part of it. Maybe he pours the rest in later. Oh, wow. Oh, this explains the beer continuity. He poured like a quarter of a glass. Yeah, I caught this much. I missed that. Whoa. I thought you were the drink man. Well, I I didn't pay much attention to the beer. I was more looking at the mixed drinks. So now he's serving Blue Man. Yes, with another, which I documented that, so I'll we'll give that a sec. Wow, so she has, like, no beer in that glass. It's a way, it's kind of, is that like when you get the first amount of, of wine and you see if you take, take it back? I have, I have never, ever, ever been to a bar where I ordered a beer and they poured me less than a full glass. <laughs> They give you a quarter of a glass <laughs> to let you know, you know, pour as much as you want, as little as a quarter, as much as a full glass. Uh-huh. And then he does, I think, once Coughlin's there, he pours the rest of it in as well. Is this like a movie-making trick where it's easier to do drink work when your glass is a quarter full as opposed to pulling it full? full? Well, no, because he does pour it full next, but... <laughs> You mean drink work as in as in sipping it? Yeah, like when you're acting and drinking, you don't want to have a fresh glass because you'll have a fresh head that changes, blah, blah, blah. You'll mm. notice it goes down, whereas if it's a quarter, you don't really care. Sure. There goes the rest. He's pouring it in now. That is weird. It's so weird. It's really, really weird. That's not how bartending works. I mean, you ever hear the thing they talk about with... Uh, with... Uh, basically doing body language while acting. They say if you're playing a role in which you're supposed to be playing a cerebral character, mm. you should try to move your hands in the sphere of your head as much as possible. Mm. That's why it's good to smoke a pipe or adjust your glasses because mm. it, it, it basically gives the idea you're cerebral. Uh. If you're a person of action, you move in the middle area. And I think if you're kind of a maybe a lethargic type character... You have your hands low below your pelvic region. Mm. I've heard that, and it seems like I could believe that. Okay. I think you do see a lot of cerebral characters kind of fiddle with their with their head space. 
And I think they're trying to give Brian a lot of things to do in the mid-range. And I think that's why he's repeatedly pouring more beer into one glass over and over again. Sure. Because it makes him seem dynamic, yes. even if it doesn't really make sense. Yes. Yeah, it is It's it is more about getting him like up and going. And in the Rose Hobart theory of intentional false continuity, I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I think it absolutely seems like something he would be doing, which is just this weird kind of purgatorial idea of always working on one glass forever, but yes. halfway through. Okay, so next uh, next drink, or is that all? Uh, I realize there's a fifth drink. Wow. Yes. Um, clear. Oh, okay, I was just dotting down. All right. Um, so yeah, so a third drink he makes uh, is the drink that goes to Blue Shirt Man. And this drink is is some sort of clear alcohol. You can't really make out what. Um, I thought uh, it was absolute vodka. I mean, I would I would believe that, but I, I could not catch a, a label, or at least a clear label. Um, and I mean, they do actually show the label, but I, I couldn't catch it from the from the label. Um, it, so it's a clear alcohol and and some sort of yellow sludge in a big um, plastic. Uh, is that sweet and sour mix? It's probably yeah yeah that, that makes sense. Sweet and sour mix. Wow, that's a terrible drink then. <laughs> Of course it is. Wow, if it's vodka and sweet and sour mix. I mean, that's a standard kind of drink, yeah. <sighs> okay, not good. Is sweet and sour mix something to sour mix? Uh, um, what do you mean? There's like sour I mix. I mean, sweet and sour mix has simple syrup in it or has some sort of do sugar they, in do it. Do they serve them both or is usually one? I don't really know the what uh, bad bars serve. I don't know. I mean, I don't, they, they don't serve them anymore. Okay, and then a fourth drink. He makes a daiquiri for Coglin, which is a really bad-looking daiquiri. I mean, he orders a daiquiri, which, to be clear, a daiquiri is one of the classic fundamental drinks. Yep. It is basically a rum sour. Yeah, rum, lime juice. Sugar or simple syrup. And sugar, simple syrup, yeah. Um, and instead, he assumes by daiquiri he means a frozen daiquiri. Yes. Which, by the 80s, that's a fair assumption. That, is the, that was the default daiquiri by the 80s, yes. Yeah, the DD. Yes, um, and so he makes this blended creamy thing that uh, there is a nice straw trick when he pours it into the, uh, the glass. Hot, the hot shot? He, he balance, Is that the hot shot? Were the you, hot shot's where you pour liquor into the straw to give you an idea stronger. He did not do that, but he, he as he's pouring it into the glass, he, he perches the straw on the end of the pitcher, mm. and it the, the liquid coming through the pitcher tilts the straw into the glass now automatically. This, now this I gotta see. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a nice little bit of subtle flair. Do you think he gave Coglin um, a short pour? He certainly gave because um, in the shoe a short pour in of the beer. <laughs> That's funny, but it's not. He doesn't score more because she still has the beer. It's true. She she has the bottle. The less he pours, it's neutral to how much he scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fifth drink. Um. Two, he, he has two glasses set up with ice, and he pours clear alcohol into both of them simultaneously. That sounds good. Yep. Okay, so is that, is that the end of uh, Drinkland? That is the end of Drinkland, yes. Okay, so I think the real core of this is the interaction between Coglin and Flanagan. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have not talked about it in the first 70 minutes of this show, but it is the core of this episode. Um. How do you feel about this? And one is, did you feel this the first time you watched the movie, the meaning of the sequence? Yes or no? Um, no, not really. I mean, I don't think I felt the 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 depth to which this the this was significant. No, it was just like, oh, they're seeing each other again. Cool. Um, I think. I mean, I, for I mean, can we, before we get into that, can we talk about Coglin's entrance? 
Oh yes, please. Okay. By all so, means. So that I I wrote down in all caps. Coglin shot is so good. It's the, you, you see this. You you see this sort of milieu of people. Yes. And among them, Coglin just kind of appears. Yes. <laughs> Again, Rose Hobart. This is so much like a weird dream where people just just materialize and just walk in directions rhythmically with no real sense and no explanation necessary. Yes. Uh, and then he walks up, and his first line, I wrote an op- Colgan's opening line is super creepy, which is he walks next, he, he, he <laughs> sits down at the bar next, very close to Shu. Yes. Turns to turns into her and says, do you want to watch a grown man cry? There's so much which Or do you want to see a grown man, I forget the exact line, do you want to see a grown man cry? Yes. Do you want to see a grown man cry? Which is so creepy. <laughs> it's absolute. I mean, I wrote and then underlined twice menace. Yeah, there is yes. so much sublimated menace in this, and I think the first time I watched this, I did not pick up on the fact Coglin is extremely troubling right now. His his existence in general is troubling, but in these five minutes, he is acting at once extremely strange, very low key threatening. And just bizarre in a way that I think the first time it's like, oh, Coglin's back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's, Which is I, a way that this movie is so strange in how far you dig into it. Not anymore. I've had um yeah, I mean, I wrote, I looked on uh, the the classic way here. Uh, I mean, the way I watched the first time, which is I live tweeted the first time I watched. Yes, let's 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 dig into your tweets. So. Uh, this is what we call yeah. the live tweet report. <laughs> Here we are on the live tweet report. What do we got? Okay, this I'll, is the, I'll, the, the I'll, running back through the tweets you made while you were watching the movie for the first time. I'll start with the last episode and just uh, start with Kokomo because it feels fine. Kokomo feels great even. Sure. Uh, well, let's just start with the entire last thing. He shared details about her sex life, and now he's lost a bet. Now the mentor relationship is ruined. Next tweet. Everything is shattered. A broken bottle gets his neck. We're only about a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. We're, we're shocked that we're also hitting, like, basically a breakneck point, a climax, and it's happening a third of the way in the movie. Mm-hmm. Song. Well, we po- thought it was a climax at that point, but yes. there, we will see. There are many climax, climax to this movie. Yep. Song. Kokomo. Finally. Next tweet. Okay, I always thought this took place in the Caribbean, not New York. Glad to see I wasn't completely wrong. And that is true. Was it a bait and switch? You expect the Caribbean, and for th- a third of the movie, you spend time in New York City. That's true. Uh, we agreed. We're agreed. This is me saying, you and me, I, this movie's a mess so far. <laughs> Whereas now we're rating it like four and a half stars. I know. I know. I think we, we did. Well, it's really hard to just appreciate you the, need to the watch nuance it slow. of it. It's slow yeah. watching. You watch it. Get there fast and then watch it slow. Uh, next tweet. Friend passed out on the beach, drank champagne on the beach, perfume going in, sewage going out. Hashtag classic cocktail lines. Yep. Song, don't worry, be happy. And a guy chimes in unrelated. I've got to hit the road, Mon. <laughs> a guy chimes in unrelated. See, that's the thing. It's yeah, very hard to parse. You just don't know. You don't know what's happening. I will say maybe I wasn't paying the most <laughs> attention and that I was also live tweeting, but <laughs> I still, it's fine. Um, it's just a random guy comes up and says, I got to hit the road, Mon. <laughs> that's how I took it. I know. Next one, uh, will we settle in Jamaica or will we continue to change locales every five minutes? Next tweet. <laughs> This movie appears... Oh, yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, next tweet is, is Kokomo to come back? I think it will. Should. 
Next tweet is, mentor figure is now in Jamaica. Uh, next tweet is, two years of passing Jamaica. The movie doesn't treat this as surprising that Cruz has been passing time for two years. Next tweet is, the 10-minute entrepreneur by Mark Stevens, hashtag book cameo. A lot of time stuff happening here. Yes, two I'll... years have passed, 10-minute entrepreneur. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I got to hit the road, Mon. She had a hangover yesterday. Yesterday, today, yeah. every day. Absolutely. It's, it goes what an deep. adventure it's been. It's been, you know, like it's been hours. A lot of weird time dilation and construction. Just like Rose Hobart. Uh, yeah, so in other words, I saw this as mentor figures back in Jamaica. Yeah. I saw nothing of the fact that there is such weird menace in yeah. his actions, yes. which is obvious when you watch this the way we're doing now. Yep. Um, okay. Should we... We should listen to it yeah. all. Okay, let's take this down. And then take it slow. <laughs> what, no tearful greeting? Coglin's Law. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Ah, my sons. My rebellious son. Tell your old buddy how great he looks. You look like a guy who dyes his hair and shaves with a Brillo pad. Mm. <laughs> he looks the same. A guy who gets an erection yeah. on his birthday if the wind is right. Isn't this great? Two years we haven't seen each other, and we just flow into the old act. Please. He puts his arm around shoe. He now has his arm around shoe. Yep. A daiquiri, if you will, bartender. I taught this young man everything he knows. I doubt that. Don't you waste your loyalty on him. He'll dump you after Valentine's Day. There's the straw tray. Oh, nice move. What the hell are you doing down here? This lad is the best bartender south of 14th Street. It's his downfall. Well, I don't see how being good at something can be your downfall. Thank you. I grant you it's not an easy concept to grasp. Now, you take our hero here. I haven't seen him for a while, and I've never been in this joint before, but I will bet my bile duck he's got some kind of success manual behind the bar. Come on, Flanagan. I know it's here. He's holding up the 10-minute entrepreneur. You see, Flanagan's a believer. Book cameo. Always will be. He doesn't realize the doors are shut for people like us. Well, maybe he wants to open them. Then he has to steal a key, sweetheart. Something Coglin here has been unable to do. Hey, I don't have to. Not anymore. I've had my miracle. Oh, what? Some alky remember you in his will? <laughs> Better. I... Just in case. <laughs> Such a good ending. When when they first rele released these five minutes, people went crazy. Yeah, know what's what... going to happen next week? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. People were just. I mean, it was, it was it was bigger than Who Shot Jr. People were so. <laughs> so who did shoot Jr. Um, some of the other Dallas characters. I I, I think it was. I think it was like Bobby or something. Hmm. Let me let me look that up. Let me go to askjeeves.com. Watch us Google. I'm going to askjeeves.com. And I would type it, who shot JR? Good. And that's not, it has not given me an answer. Okay, so so, so one small thing I'm going to resolve really quickly mm. is I did not understand at first, Coughlin says the line, isn't that clever? Mm. And I couldn't tell what he's talking about. I believe he was talking about the fact that he did that straw trick. Oh, good. A good bartender knows good bartender moves. Hey, Google. Who shot JR? No. 
and there you have it. There you have it. Welcome to my okay. Um, is that does that say red stripe beer? Yeah, it's, it's a famous Jamaican beer. Is it really? They're using Jamaican beer. Yeah, you know. No, I didn't catch that. I'm going to add There's that to my... There's also a lot of weird stuff in the bag. There's like a weird Garetta brand of Amaretto. They have Ghibli's Vodka. Billy's Vodka. They have two different bottles of Ghibli's Vodka. Maybe one's gin. Yeah. Also, I did I, I did figure out the two glasses that he's pouring at, at once at the end there. He's pouring absolute vodka into them. Sure. So. I, saw, I saw that. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about how Shu reacts to all this. I think the one of the funniest things is that he says... I taught this man everything he knows. She, she says, says, I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> Which, well, it's well, actually... Under what grounds does she have to doubt that? <laughs> well, it two... is this random, like, creepy guy coming up and telling her this, so I think being skeptical is not out of the... not unreasonable. But, okay, put yourself in her shoes. Yeah, her she, shoe. Her shoe. Shoe shoes. Shoe shoe. Shoe shoe. This is a famous, famous segment, shoe shoes. Shoe shoe. I think it's time for... Shoe shoes. Okay, this is Shoes Shoes. Okay, so put yourself in Shoes Shoes. Put yourself in Shoes Shoes. So she comes in. She knows this bartender. Uh, he helped out her friend. She has a good amount of trust in him. It's a high trust relationship going on already. Yep. She's sitting at the bar getting a drink. Getting, uh, getting a, beer. a beer. And then a guy comes up and says to her... I taught him everything he knows. No, no. The first thing he first says is... I want to watch a grown man cry. Do you ever, you ever want to see a grown man cry? Uh, which is... Uh, to say, want to see a grown man cry like a baby, and she is upset by this. It's it's fun to watch her face throughout this entire sequence, because she at once loathes Coughlin, seems to, and at the same time is willing to defend uh, Flanagan in every case. Yeah, even though she largely does not have much to really contribute to the sparring match going on between the two, which has much to do with the way that Coughlin and Flanagan define their own worth. You know? Yes. I mean, in this point, she's kind of along for the ride, which I think really says about the end of what Shoes Shoes needs to have here. But it is funny that she will go in to defend Flanagan every line, even though she really has no real ability to contribute to the conversation. She, she's, a, she's a newbie. Told noob. Shoe shoes a noob. It is funny though. He does say one thing, uh, and I think this is the key line. Mm. What we the key line pie. In the last episode, we talked. Li- about, is this the key line pie? Yeah, we talked about how Cog. I was wondering what March of the Ants was going to entail, That's and great. this is it. Uh, okay, so last episode we talked about how Coglin operates essentially as a cult leader. Mm-hmm. He comes back, and he acts... In what way would you say that he acts in a way a cult leader would act if he finds someone who left the cult? Uh, um, very manipulatively, um, like, congenial. I mean, if you believe that he was, you know, basically... Like, let's say Coughlin ran a cult like Scientology, and John Cruz was a member of Scientology, mm. and then ran off to Jamaica... And he's like, he just basically passed due on his dues, blah, blah, blah. And he's actually being taken to task, and Cog goes down to bring him to task. Yeah, it'd be a lot of passive-aggressive, like, you know. Which is basically like, you know, I created you. Mm -hmm. You should love me. You owe me loyalty. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on here in a way that is partly, uh, you know, it it parses because they're both being ostensibly charming. 
Uh, I will say, th this whole thing happens for a while in that Co uh, Coglin's role is being subsumed by Flanagan. He's playing the role of the false Coglin. Sure. He is yeah, he's he's the maestro. He basically recites line for line a new version of the Coglin spiel at the beginning, yeah, which is actually good, and now is a terrible line. The boozes New Yorkist thing, yes. and the yeah, and the like. Uh, what does he say? It's like something. Um, she talks about something. Sure. So, what? What she mentions some bar term, and then he um, happy hour. happy hour, right? Happy hour, and then he says happy hour, the time for. The time to 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 get, to, get uh, to get soused with spouse to 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 spouse with okay to have your your spouse okay the great soused? American invention for spending quality time with spouse soused that's terrible <laughs> also it seems to, uh, to basically relate to what happy hour is very poorly yeah. so far as and happy the, hour you don't go to happy hour with your spouse almost never I was looking here at the go, happy humble dishonorable establishment well thank you. My worthless, useless services are at your disposal. The weird, um, excessive self-deprecation uh, is odd. Thank you for helping out yesterday. Sorry. How's she doing? She uh, has a hangover. Can <laughs> <laughs> I buy a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps? I'll have a beer. He's hurt. <laughs> My kind of woman. See, he is deeply hurt. He's, yeah. He's overreacting because he Guys. really feels that he's being manipulated. Or played. So it seems like happy hour all day around here. Yes, happy hour. A great American invention for spending quality time with spouse, soused. <laughs> a bartender with a mind for everything. Yeah. The bartender. The highest evolution of the species. Who's us, New Yorkers? <laughs> Whoa. I used to work at a circus before I got this job. <laughs> That's the only line that works for me. I heard that the first time I was in the service before I worked here, which <laughs> no. is one true in, the, of course, this movie, yeah, and also extremely weird irrelevant. to bring up, yeah. No, I used to be in... Oh, my God. It's so good when Colin walks in. <laughs> he's just trolling weirdly. And also, he's like, I spotted him like he meant to. How would... Do you think he's been tracking him down? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's so great. It is absolutely so wonderful, especially when you have this dread for the kind of weird manipulations of Coglin. Yeah. So back to the the planning line. So yes. I I do I think I I was in the circus before I before I got this job. I that's the one line I do think actually authentically works because it's a he delivers it well in terms of this like he he plays a bad Coglin. Tom Cruise. That's true. That Tom is true. Tom Cruise is bad in the Coglin role. Yeah. He is good in someone who is one cocky and overstepping his bounds he is not good in a role where someone is comfortable in cruising which is what yes. he's doing here yes that's exactly right yes <laughs> he is a striver playing the part of a basically uh you know clock watcher yes and that's a very bad role for the tom cruise persona which is actually what's meant to happen here and Coglin, that's, that's so true. And Coglin yep. points it out. Yes, and he says, "You, you are a striver. Wow. You're a believer. Yep. You're too good at this, and you think that good work is going to pay off, and you are going to actually succeed in life." I know that's not true. I'm someone who really believes in giving up, and I have. You will never do that because you actually care. Wow. Yeah. That is it's that is so impressive. 
that this happens in this dense thing. You I mean, it's Haywood Gould, you know, sneaking some stuff in there, I guess. It's a good screenplay. It, it is, shockingly, <laughs> yeah. It is. Because, I mean, the entire idea of the movie, like, I guess that's actually pulled out from the book, is... Coglin has the whammy on Flanagan. Flanagan actually cares about succeeding, and Coglin knows two truths which bother him to a large degree. The first truth is you're never going to succeed because no one succeeds with honest work. The second one is when you care about honest work, you're going to psych yourself out. And that is what he does is he sows any doubt, and especially when this goes the way he lives his life. Because he actually, you know, cares about the way he presents himself to Coglin, he can sow doubt about loyalty and fidelity, and this every time mm. uh, is how basically Flanagan ruins himself. Uh, yeah, and he's he's not a believer. I mean, I would say this, and this is something I was I was kind of say is kind of a central key to this. Brian Flanagan and the American Dream. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. <laughs> a little late on that. Brian Flanagan. Takes time sometimes. Brian Flanagan and the American Dream. Yes. Brian Flanagan, he he is America. He comes back from the war. He's a warrior. He's a troop. Mm. He comes back. He has a dream. He will become an entrepreneur. Mm. That's American. And he's going to become, from his own bootstraps, uh, uh, you know, basically success in his own eyes, in the community's eyes. Sure. And, uh, and how does he achieve it? is he flees America. That's kind of weird. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a case of saying... Well, that's not how he achieves success. I know, I mean, he's... Well, it's a way he pursues his American dream is by giving up on doing an American turf and going to this weird the, kind of elevator it music... It pays better. <laughs> Jamaica, it's, man, salaries, bartender salaries in Jamaica through the roof. I mean, I think it, it kind of expresses the fact that he is at once ostensibly he still cares about the the American dream but he is he, he is living in a weird limbo and and the limbo is unsettling this is an unsettling yes. limbo well, and, and Coughlin rightfully points it out yes he does so I mean I think everything kind of works between those two things I don't know if I have, I have a few other notes we get a new Coughlin's law we do and this is a Coughlin law that we are well familiar with because it shows up in our opening <laughs> in our promo yeah. yes never show surprise never lose your cool do you think that's a real quote from Coughlin or do you think he's he's I've, framing new Coughlin's laws I wondered about this too yeah. um, I feel like it's bad enough that it could be a new one that he invented or a fake one he invented right yeah um, Which is to, to say back here, that is why he says, he says explicitly, his downfall is that he's too good at being a bartender. This lad is the best bartender south of 14th Street, and he says it's his downfall. And Shu says, I don't say I'm being good at something, but your downfall. And he says, it's not an easy thing to grasp, which is just a very low-key... I mean, it thinks so quick here about just people being very mean to each other. <laughs> this is, one, it's a world of pleasant tropical isles. It's yes. a world of don't be worried to be happy, and it is just weird, angry, passive-aggressive, sublimated menace going on <laughs> in the foreground. It's fantastic. And people who have no purpose, because what does everyone want right now? So let's just say really okay, quick. Okay, we go through. Yep. Okay, uh, shoe. 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 Um, as far as we know, wants to have a fun time in Jamaica. Yeah. She. She. With she's her friends. And she wants to take care of her friends. It sounds like she might be kind of the. She's somewhat of a caretaker here. 
Well, I think that she, that she turned into that role, yeah. But sure. Yeah, I think she just she's looking for a fun time in Jamaica with her friends. Mon. Mon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What is fl- what is what, uh, what does Owen want? <laughs> Owen just wants to get on the road. Wants to hit the road. <laughs> yeah, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What does Blue Shirt Man want? <laughs> Blue Shirt Man wants another. He same wants thing. another. He wants yeah. another the same. Yep. And he also wants fame, as shown by the way he looks in the camera. You look like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking over there at Tom Cruise and saying, that's me one day. Yes. Uh, what up, Mark? And it was. Uh, Mark. Mark wants... Um, Mark is fine. Mark doesn't want anything. Mark is. Mark doesn't care. He wants not to be forgotten. Sure, um, and he appreciates when Tom Cruise he, says. So you say he's very, he's very, you, uh, he's very, he's very much not a European. Don't know what's happening. He wants to not be forgotten. Okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. Good. <laughs> Finally, uh, I thought that was like a Simple Minds reference at first. No, it was a right to be forgotten. Uh, yes. Reference. Yes. Um, okay. And what does? Flanagan want Flanagan at this point in the movie he wants to escape he wants to escape from the fact that his initial pursuit of the American dream which was going so well has failed badly why why did it fail badly because his mentor figure turned on him but he did it to teach him a lesson about loyalty which is kind of a in his own way that he denigrates the Uncle Pat mentality of being a cheap guy who shows loyalty that is exactly what he is showing himself yeah which is saying you need loyalty to me yeah. whereas is Coglin really your road to the stars probably not <laughs> probably not I mean he's great but he's not really he got him up a few bars which it does show the fact Coglin in his late 40s mm-hmm. kind of just you know, dicking around a couple different bars at Fridays, he can if he just turns it on, get promoted well, to it, the hottest club in in Manhattan. Why? Well, that's part of it, but also it's the you know the fact that the combination of them was so compelling together. Sure, that's a good point. Yeah, so it's kind of they do kind of need each other in that sense. In terms of they they are a they are a more compelling bartending, um, you know. Uh, uh, proposition when well, they are when they are sold together as opposed to independent. Well, it's a classic mentor thing where you see someone more skills than yourself, and I'd say that's not really true because he isn't only really a young Coglin. He is a person with a different skill set. He is very bad at a lot of Coglin skills. He's great at smiling though. But it does seem true that Coglin wants to create a new Coglin and to create the eternal cycle of Coglins. Sure, like the architect in the Matrix. <laughs> You know, just like that. Yes. Uh, and the architect in Inception. Absolutely. Or the uh, architect in uh, in the movie Mr. Blanding's Builds a Dream House. Very similar to that as well. Uh, the architect in um, uh, The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, the uh, architect in every romantic comedy in which the guy is an architect, but you never see him do it in the movie. The architect of the Capitol in, um, in uh, um, not Night in the Museum, but the other one. American Graffiti. Graffiti, American graffiti, yeah. American um, uh, national treasure, national Great. treasure. Okay, yep. I think the we should move on. The capital. I think we should move on. Well, other famous architects: Frank Lloyd Wright in the documentary about Frank Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, great architect. Uh, Getty. Paul uh, <laughs> Getty. I was going to say Howard Wark. And, and by Getty, I mean Gary. How 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 Randian is this movie? It's confu- is it confusing that Gary designed the Getty Museum? Not really. It's very confusing. I would did say, Gary design the Getty Museum? No, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't think he did either. <laughs> Which is why it's not confusing. <laughs> Only to me, really. Sure. Uh, I mean, they don't look alike in style at all. Um, yeah, the Getty Museum is very, very modern, stark. Sure. Yeah. 
do you know have you have you seen pictures of Gary's house? No, is it normal? It's amazing. Okay. Look up look up uh, not yeah, Gary. I'm I again just double checking. Yeah, um Frank Gary. His house. It is it is meant to look like it's basically a like rundown um uh you know um uh like abandoned lot. Yeah. But turns out there's a house in there. That's funny. So it's pretty great. It's good. Um Okay, so what does what does Coglin want? He wants the eternal line of Coglins. He wants basically to preserve the code. It sounds like he's really the keeper of a of a legacy, the keeper of the Coglin code. Well, and he, and believes, he also he wants a bro. I think he does, but I think he wants a bro as a means to an end. Mm, okay, I think, I think he cares about bro time, but really bro time is about getting Coglin ideas out in the world. He's a meme. Sure, sure, he's a meme. Yeah. Uh, he's an '80s. He's the '80s equivalent of a meme. How long can Flanagan do this before he burns out? What the the Jamaica thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple years. He's been there for two years. And it's impressive. Like, it's and impressive. He he's like done he's this for going, two years. He, yeah. He seems completely soulless. In one, it is upsetting, and he's giving out bad lines which are meant to be bad because they yeah. are meant to be bad. I know this because they're curbed from the part in the book in which Haywood Gould writes bad lines about. A Bartendicus New Yorkus or something. That's basically in the book in bad writing for the obit. Yeah. And he uses it for this part of the movie. I mean, I think everything he does here is supposed to be fake, bad, charming. Yep. And yep. she's eating it up. He's also got his his, his shirt tuck situation is is pretty um, absurdly bad. He's got this shirt. What is sternum going on here? Yeah. He's got this very loose fitting shirt which is tucked in in front but not on the sides. Got to talk it. It looks very bad. So, uh, yeah, so is that, I mean, we've got, we do need to do a few things here. So are we, do we want to move on? Possibly. Other notes? So are you done with notes? I'm done with my notes. It's the best bartender south of 14th Street. It's his downfall. I don't see how being good at something can be your downfall. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It's such a charged (laughs) thank you. Because everyone is filled with rage. Let's talk about everyone's internal state at this moment. Okay, Owen. Owen? He's Furious. Hit the, he's hit the road. He needs to hit that road. And he did, and he's loving it. Uh, now he's, okay, 0%. Owen, 0% rage. Yes. Okay, blue, blue shirt man. Like maybe 10%? He's cool as a cucumber. I but compared to Owen, let's be clear, not quite Owen level. That cool. like two or three percent. Okay, two percent. He's 2%, talking 3%. to Pina Colada Lady's shoulder and is seemingly just not <laughs> giving up care. on it. Okay, fine, one percent. There's a weird. He kind is the one percent. He is Zen. He is Zen man. Okay, Zen man. Zen man. Not confused with Bam man, who is the brochure man. Bam man. Bam man. Okay, so shoe. Shoe, shoe is, is she's riding a cloud. 30, she, 32. She's infatuated. 27. Which, which one is she is completely on team Flanagan immediately oh, yeah. Yeah. for reasons which are unclear other than narrative convenience. Yes. But it works because I think it's actually upsetting. I think it's upsetting the fact that Flanagan, who is not learning from his mistakes, is just falling into this. Hey, Brian, I got to hit the road more. Okay, Owen. Oh, so cool. Well, so at, cool. Let's hear the Owen line because we didn't well, hear it before. Bye. It has been an adventure. <laughs> Owen will take care of you. 
I heard that is like I want to take care of you or something. Owen will take care, yeah, of, you. Will take care of you. Great, because we're supposed to follow that. It's flash forward to in the movie where Owen takes care of her. Yes, happily ever after. Um, and I mean, I would say the rage of Flanagan the, against is the machine. Flanagan, hundred percent rage. He's oh yeah yeah. Flanagan before anything happens, he hates himself. He hates the situation. He hates everyone around him. Mm-hmm. He sees... I think he's mechanically working towards Shu because he knows it's what he's supposed to be doing, but he lacks any purpose, and he hates himself, and and he hates Coglin for even disrupting what he hates. There's so much... And I think this works because Cruz always has rage in his performances. Mm-hmm. When he's happy, he's weird. Yep. Okay. Coglin. 100%. Rage. 120%. 140% rage. But he handles it so much better. He's overclocked on the rage. Because whereas, whereas Flanagan handles it through kind of over-the-top bluster and, mm. and, and hammy happiness, Coughlin is is composed and is weird and calculated. So yep. I think this, this gives you where we're going. There is huge news coming. Uh, about about Coglin, yeah. That you'll find out uh, starts with the with the word I. We know yeah. that much. Yes, just like the word team. A team. There's there's. It, I. You mean I team? The, yeah, I the team. Apple. Uh, <laughs> Is that a real thing? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Apple I team. Um, okay. okay. So I think the, is that the analysis? I feel like I, I feel like I want to get a bit deeper, but I, I think that did the fine. That, that's that the did a end fine. of analysis. I think it is time for our favorite segment, drink. Of the app. Walk the miles in your own way. Make the most of every day. Look sharp when you stand up tall. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Doesn't get any better than that. So here's a question. Yeah. In, in the first episode, what is what, hit, why is everything this. extremely everything, loud? Everything's okay. normal. Oh We're boy. Just hearing it oh boy. In the first episodes of this program, earful of in of of convoy con originally. Boy, do you think we had better analysis because we didn't have so much filler all the time? Because we have much we, more filler. We now. used to have a lot more filler than you think we had. <laughs> okay. There were episodes where we had to stretch. And I think that's a good thing because you really hit the deep parts. I don't think we stretched with deep analysis, if you remember correctly. Well, I will say this: the the I think the deep stretch I had here was that when Flanagan leaves America to go to Jamaica, he's treasonous, <laughs> which I think is sure. Yeah, but let's not go into that. Let's not go into treason. Let's instead kind of the drink of the app. Let's this talk is... about treason. Should the drink be called treason? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Uh. Treason in in the tropics. Treason in Jamaica. Treason in the tropics. Tre, tre, okay, treason in paradise. Treason. In, oh, I like treason. That. Treason in paradise. Okay, let's talk about other things could be going on here. What is rage? Rage in paradise. Rage, rage against the paradise. Rage. Let's talk about Rose Hobart. Rose Hobart in paradise. Let's talk about uh, grown man cry. Gr- mm, the grown man's tear. <laughs> grown man's the grown man's tear. It's a good name for a drink. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, um, uh, the the ten minute entrepreneur. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna write that down. It's not that no. Good. Um, hit the road. 
Hit the road, Mon. Mon. Uh, yeah, Owen. Owen. Owen's road. Owen's road. <laughs> Owen's road home. <laughs> Owen's road home. Owen. Owen goes to school. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is good. So of these, I think I think something in paradise. I think golfing in paradise. Well, don't worry. Be happy. Let's just yeah. Don't just throw throw other things in here. Okay. I mean, I think the idea of this drink is a drink in which you have this weird feeling in which everything is happy but filled with rage. Yep. In which everything is sunny but everyone lacks purpose and is just milling around. Yes. Which happened? I was just watching this for two hours and then another hour before that. It's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this drink should bring you there. It yes. should be basically infinite it recursal. Infinite bring you return. there quickly. Infinite return. And then take it slow. Yes. It has been an adventure. <laughs> adventure. That's another good theme. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think so. So treason so, in paradise, so, I think, is nice. Well, let's get back to names. In the meantime, I think we're so well, yeah. We have we have the theme. Okay. So we so we need. It's gonna need to be. It's gonna need to have something angry in it. Yeah. Like cinnamon. Well, I think it needs to be like, not angry, but like a weird cinnamon whiskey, a weird emptiness. Fireball. No, that's not empty. That's 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 superficially spicy. Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Well, you want something that is very like pleasant on the outside that mm. leaves you with a deep, kind of upsetting emptiness on the inside, like Midori. No. Midori and Ipecac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should put Ipecac in the No, we should not put Ipecac <laughs> Oh, it's a very hard ingredient to source. It is. Uh, I, we, we are going to drink all these drinks. I don't, yeah, I don't you don't want to drink Ipecac? I'm not, I'm not in the market for Ipecac today. <laughs> I mean, it's the roadside puke <laughs> The roadside roadside puke plant? What was it called? Uh, roadside sick, sick plant? Roadside sick, making, sick, sick baking making plant, plant. yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I love this photo. It's a good photo. Yeah, blue man. <laughs> blue shirt man. Um, okay. Um, what about... So what's... Yeah, what's, ang what's angry? Should this be sourced only from stuff you can get in the background of the bar? That's a good idea. Yeah. Little J&B. I don't want to really... I don't really want to acquire J&B. Although it is kind of... That's a good example of something that is like substantive but empty at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think it should be. It needs to have a lot of chemical syrups. Rose's lime. Ro I mean, Rose's we put that lime. in the last drink, though. But Rose Hobart's in this. What one. if? What if? What if we? What if we put red stripe beer in it? That's fine, but I think we already have one beer cocktail. Oh, that's already oh, that's beer. true. Rusty beer through rusty pipes. Yeah, rusty beer. Rusty, rusty beer. Rusty, <laughs> rusty beer. That was his uncle Rusty's. <laughs> okay, well, Jim Beam. I mean, we have gotta have Jim Beam. And that's that's that actually could be a fair basis. Although he does say my rum based cocktails. Oh yeah, Jim Beam rum. <laughs> Jim Beam. I would not. I mean, I I I doubt there's a Jim Beam rum, but it would. I they, let's see, Jim Beam rum. Press releases Beam Suntory. I mean, they have there's rum brands that are under the Jim Beam thing. Um, never lose your cool. Uh, here's a nice cocktail with rum chata and Jim Beam apple. Jim Beam apple. How about that? Sounds Jim Beam apple. It sounds like you're getting too close to one specific, but that's actually pretty good. Uh, Jim Beam makes bourbon and cola in a can. That's dubious. I I would not. I mean, it's called Devil's Cut, which is nice for a theme, but 
Yeah. Ooh, red stag. Hmm. I'm liking this Jim Beam apple. There's also Jim Beam fire, obviously, but Jim Beam fire. What I really want is that pharmaceutical taste. Jim Beam apple will bring you that. Okay. I mean, come on. Okay, Jim Beam apple. It sounds like a pretty good basis. I mean, let me make sure it's, it's widely also, available. It is also funny that he's talking about these, you know, rum-based drinks, and then immediately makes this vodka. Yeah. So several vodka monstrosities, as far as we know. Oh yeah, Jim Beam apple rating 4.7. Wow. Well, that's on JimBeam.com. <laughs> We do not endorse any products here. It's got a 4.4 on Influencer. Uh, here we go, the Whiskey Exchange. That's a. It's got a three there. So hmm. great. Yep. So you you feel like acquiring this? I mean, I'll acquire it for the purpose of this drink, sure. But you said you didn't want to wear J and B Scotch, which is a fine blended Scotch. But you are willing to get a bad, <laughs> weird flavored bourbon. Yes, I mean, because J and B Scotch is just going to be like fine. It's going to be like, okay, cool. That's okay. Are you going to drink this yourself, or are you going to pass it off on others? What are you going to do? Jimmy Maple? Yes. Well, I'm going to put some of it in this drink. That's going to get you four ounces. Good. You still have okay. like 17 to go. The rest of it will sit in my cabinet for four years, and then I will dump it. Great. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Um, I, I mean, we could go J and B instead of Jim Beam Apple. We could go both. I'm just, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to basically free associate here. I'm feeling like, you know, when you get like your teeth worked on, they give you like bubblegum flavored, uh, you know, toothpaste at the dentist. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Bubble gum vodka. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I mean, I'm, is that I? I oh, I'm yeah, just assuming I mean, there's an no, everything I'm, vodka. Yeah. I this I don't want to acquire, but I will for the purpose of this drink. You've already acquired donut vodka. I di I have donut. I mean, we could say donut vodka, and it gets much easier for me. Um, loopy vodka. I'm actually I don't. Oh, three olives, bubblegum vodka, bubblegum infused vodka. See, I think bubblegum vodka is one of those things that like doesn't happen as much because as it it's would. Actually unpleasant. Be no, no, because it's like a bubblegum is a kid's thing and so like bubblegum vodka would be interpreted as like they're marketing to children. Every vodka that's flavored is marketed toward children. <laughs> <laughs> Not explicitly. Yes. Um because it's only this three olives vodka that appears to make bubblegum vodka. So I say donut vodka. Could, can I make this explicit and actually have like an actual vacancy in the glass somehow? Like Yeah, like ice. <laughs> it's clear and empty. Um, How do you make this work, though? Like, could it be like one hollow ice? I mean, I was thinking that. How do you do that? I mean, you can make ice with a hole in it. Could you just have a giant piece of ice and have it fill up most of the glass? That's not good, though. Cause it's, no, it makes it's it too not cold. gonna be good. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure this out. Well, you could just put like a glass, like glass beads in it. <laughs> you could do a lot of things in that. Right. Or like marbles. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like happy hour all day around here. Yes, happy hour. Happy hour all day. Happy hour was all day happy hour. I didn't mention happy hour only came around the prohibition days, because in prohibition, uh, people could not order liquor at with dinner, so they drank before they went to dinner. Oh. Is that interesting? They could, but they could have drinks before dinner. With it to speakeasy. Oh, sure. I see. I see. Well, they, why didn't they just put restaurants in the speakeasies? Because I think criminals aren't really great at making great food, too. I think they're good at giving you the bare minimum of what you want. Hmm. You know? You know how it is? I don't know that that's true. I think... Okay, so I think we are getting a lot of sunshine but sublimated menace. I'm going to... Okay, ro uh, Rose's Lime is definitely going on here. 
Um, I think. I mean, Rose's line makes sense to me. Yes. Yeah. And that avoids us putting Midori in it as well. So. You want to see a grown man cry like a baby? I think we also put Midori in here. You know how to make a red I. I mean, ideally not. I think it really works though. I'm hoping. I, I mean, I have Midori on hand that I would like to use. My, so I guess there's that. My goal is that this is going to be a natural ipecac, a drink that makes you puke immediately by tasting. Okay, then we should put Midori in it. Yeah, I think we should put a little bit more simple, simple syrup. Oh no. Okay, where are we at here? Oh god, is it? Are we going bubblegum vodka? Or are we going donut vodka? Ideally bubblegum vodka, but maybe donut vodka. I only saw. Uh, there's only one producer of bubblegum vodka, as okay, far as I can tell. Let's get rid of it. Donut vodka. I mean, they have gummy bear vodka and all this garbage. They do. Um, okay. What don't they have? What don't they have? Why do we have Jim Beam, Apple, and vodka in this? Because it's a mess. It is a mess. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we could pare down here. We could put Jam B instead. I'm I, I'm trying to just channel the unpleasantness. I know it's it's all unpleasant. Well, it's 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 I I think this is nice in that we are getting to a drink that on its surface appears to be sweet. Yes. But is in fact unpleasant. <laughs> that is why I think we should put J and B in this. On, on top, what? J and B and and roses lime and J, sweet stuff in J and B is not going to taste good. No, I mean none of this is going to taste good. Well, so we have now three base spirits. No, we kill the vodka. Okay, that's fair. Although I think that, the or we kill the Jim Beam, Jim Beam apple. I would say this is not flavored. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. I just thought it'd be interesting. I mean, Scotch would give it that like. Let's add it. It gives it that turn, right? Yeah. Where you're gonna have it, you're gonna the smokiness of the Scotch is gonna come through. And yeah. it's going to undercut the sweetness of everything else. Okay, how about instead... Lagavulin. You are so ahead of me on that. Yes. <laughs> you put some Lagavulin in it, because it's also a waste of good liquor. Yeah. Yes. Which is what's really funny. Oh kind of like God. this is a waste of paradise. Yes, yes. Okay, we need por we need portions here, though. Okay, well... So I think it's it's an ounce of Jim Beam apple. Okay, so... Uh, an, uh, an ounce of... Donut vodka. Sure. Ugh. You probably only want half an ounce of that, but half an ounce Lagavulin. It's half an ounce Lagavulin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, roses lime. Otherwise, it's a three ounce drink. Three quarters ounce. Three quarters ounce roses lime. Midori. Half an ounce of quarter ounce of Midori. Half an ounce. Half an ounce of Midori. Simple syrup. Quarter ounce. Yeah. Okay. This is looking good slash bad. Yes. <laughs> it's a mess. I think you uh, shake this over ice and strain it. I think we have to go back to what is this going now? Is this still Groman's tier? Is it? No, I think this is this is treason in paradise. <laughs> Treason's a bit of a reach, though. Is this is totally treason in paradise? <laughs> uh, hmm. Treason doesn't really have this sense of weird detached limbo, which is kind. I mean, of... limbo in paradise has a very different connotation. So yeah. Purg hmm. Pur purgatory in paradise. Purge, purge, purgatory. Pur purging in paradise. Yeah. Ipecac in paradise. Hmm. Um, what about uh, trouble in paradise? <laughs> um, hmm. I think I think purgatory. Par I think purgatory is really going to drive towards because it is from the same root as as vomiting. That's true. Um, I would say I would say almost this. I think purgatory is almost a must. Paradise purgatory. No, that's not good. Good treason in purgatory. Tears in purgatory. <laughs> Tropical purgatory. Hmm. Rum specialty. 
It would be really funny to call this rum specialty. We could. I, it's it's. There's no rum in it. Guys, happy purgatory. Happy, happy hour. Purgatory happy hour. That's actually that's the best so far. Purgatory happy hour. That's actually perfect. I'm actually I I think we hit purgatory. It's a little. It's also, it's also funny because you can't serve this at happy hour. In general, it's confusing. Purgatory happy hour. <laughs> because it's also, it's a it's a basic designation at the bar. It's like closing time. You can't even drink closing time. Closing time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Lock up all the doors and we'll be out okay. of here so okay. soon. So we actually only have a few minutes left. Let's, let's quickly go through here. Okay. Purgatory happy hour. I think that's a winner. That's fine. Purgatory happy hour. Bump on it. Okay. Lagavulin, half an ounce. Jim Beam Apple, one ounce. Donut vodka, one ounce. Rose and lime, three quarter ounce. Midori, half an ounce. Simple syrup, a quarter of an ounce. This is going to be a nightmare. Shake, shake with ice. Shake with ice, strain into a um, martini glass. I think you keep the ice. Okay. Shake shake the ice and pour into a double sh fashion. Shake with with ice. Shake with ice, pour into double fashion on the strain. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Pour double fashion. Pour into, into a doff. Okay, good. Uh, okay. Now it's time for, uh, that has been Drink of the App. And now it's a now it's time for our other favorite segment. What no tearful greeting? Flare in the air. Flare in the air. We're short on time, so we got to go fast. I thought it's kind of incredible because we were it's time this. dilation. Yes, absolutely. This this we started this twelve minutes ago. It takes time to make drinks. It does. Okay, uh, this is where we take the veritable flares eye view. We rank the movie in three ways. Both these Movie's five minutes. Movie as a whole as a whole. Yes. These uh, movie up until this point as a whole. Yes. These five minutes. As just a whole. these five minutes as a whole. Yes. Mean, median, mode, all 2.5. No half stars. No gimmies. No take backs. Yeah. No doubles. No doubles. No singles. No triples. This as well. And no home runs. Yes. Okay. So the movie... BABIP has to be less than one. Yeah. Okay. Movie as a whole as a whole. Three, Three two, two, one. Four, four stars. stars. It's a four-star film. I mean, I think it's a I'm... a four-star film. I think everything that I hated about it the first time, I'm realizing I was wrong. Yeah, I know. It's a four-star <laughs> film. Okay. Movies a whole up until this point. Yes. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> five-star film. Yes. Yeah. It, it's could, it could end right here and it'd be yes. great. Okay. These five, five minutes. minutes. Yes. Three, two, one, five four stars. stars. Five okay. stars. Four stars. Four stars. I think this is a perfect short film about purgatory. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, I give it four stars. Just I think there's there's a lot of. I feel like there could be less talking, and they could accomplish the same ends. And in fact, it might be more. Oh yeah, don't worry. It yeah. might be more uh, effective. So, mm. so that's and, where I'm at. And that takes us basically where we're at. Takes us to the end of the show. Well, Thank you for tuning in. Do we do we have contact info? <laughs> Oh, yes, we do. Check out the folder. Okay. Well, that's an interesting twist. I, 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 in the, I fulfilled my part. It, look, it's you don't, you just can't, you can never. <laughs> I think we end on this. I think we end on this. I think we end on the contact info what for the show. What a nightmare. Which will let you know how to contact us. What a nightmare. Look, I, got, I have everything else ready. Yes, well, that's why we need the checklist <laughs> in front of us. That's why we need to get there fast and then take it slow. Yikes. That's where I want to go. Yikes. Yikes, oh! indeed. Um, okay. It's in the main cocktail folder. Main cocktail folder. Look, if, if this wasn't so poorly organized, we would have it by now. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's it right there. That's it right there. Okay. Very good. Okay, if you want to contact us, here we go. 
been listening to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. You can contact us at the email address. Staff, staff, staff at Also, staff at earfulconvoy.com. Earful of Cocktail.com. And Earful of Convoy. Earful of Earful of Earful of Okay, and that has been the show. Cocktails, darling. I'll stick with the brew. Well, maybe some fruit cocktail then.